0: What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 14 of the No Mercy Podcast. Today I'm joined by Mad Lab and the BOD. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Giants Philly game last night. We went into some rants about Odell Beckham being a biatch. Went into Saquon Barkley. Is he overrated? Is he not? Why do we hate Giant fans? Uh, We talked about Facebook blocking us and shadow banning us on iTunes. Uh, We do a lot of things Mad Lab hates, so we sprinkle them in throughout. Uh, Those are always fan favorites. Asked her some Twitter questions. And then we went into Mad Lab's take on UFC 229. So we finally got his take on Connor and Khabib and the melee afterwards, and the Khabib recently saying that he's going to pull out of the UFC if they try to fire his people. So a lot of good stuff here, a lot of laughs, a lot of content, football, UFC, and then just everything crazy about Mad Lab's personality even when in the guilty pleasures and I exposed at the end along with Mad Lab some of my guiltiest pleasures which you guys probably don't know about me so uh, tune in check it out enjoy the show and without further ado hit it Miyagi
1: mercy is for the weak we do not train to be merciful here a man face you he is enemy enemy deserve no mercy oh.
0: What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 14 of the No Mercy podcast. Today I will be joined by Lab and the bod. Let me first introduce the larger of the two, Mikey Ayorado at Mad Lab MMA on Twitter. What up Lab?
2: What is going on, gentlemen of mine? Wear your socks and grab your cocks, and females of the agenda, touch your slits and flick your tits. We're here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, dry topping
3: that bod. What up? Yeah, what the fuck's up, son? Before we start this pod, can I just apologize to all the MLB model fans, the hardcore fans that are expecting him on episode 14 of No Mercy? Well, I don't think anyone's expecting him, but yeah, sure. Just <laughs> take, the, take the host gig, Kurt. There you go. Just run away with it. The most rabid bunch of the group. These guys, anytime I post a tweet like, ah, Jeff Mann stopped by to talk Kaepernick and with Tommy G, it'll be a eh, hard pass. I'll wait till MLB model's on. Right. <laughs> like same thing if oh mad lab and the bot are coming on to discuss the biggest fight in ufc history Eh, how big could it be if mlb models not live tweeting it <laughs> like, like, it's, uh, it's four people though like it's, i see them too i see like the pod would be better without tommy
0: just rob there's yeah. literally four people i think of burner accounts like kevin durant
3: right like we all have our demographic like i got bodybuilders and street fighters <laughs> right mad lab's got bjj guys and boxers jeff manns has fantasy football guys tommy g's got psychopaths and serial killers and then i look at like mlb models fans like their bios and it'll be like uh i'm into cryptocurrency and sausage hashtag stay real and then you'll <laughs>
1: right? and then you'll look at like their
3: profile pictures and it'll be like a picture of mr met Or like uh, (laughs) the Milwaukee Brewer, a Miami Dolphin. They just have the weirdest shit going on. He's probably buying the Taylor ham.
2: He's buying the Taylor ham or
0: something. (laughs) Taylor ham and cheese. Dilapidated Taylor ham and cheese that he posted a picture of. You know me and Rob had each other blocked for a long time because he used to lead that army of fucktard internet gambling trolls <laughs> who literally hide behind fucking like like you said mascots like you'll never see their face you'll never see their name you'll never see anything but they just troll the shit so Rob's got four fans uh, we're happy for those four fans that he has but I'm still convinced they're fucking MLB model burner accounts and uh, we're we're gonna start attacking all those people we're gonna turn <laughs> them off to the No Mercy Pod but uh, Mr Slits and Tits how you doing over there man lad, before the show you. Uh, you had to do a little, uh, a little spritzing before we can go live. Uh, we're ready to go live, and then you go, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. I got to do something. And then you hear, psh, 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 psh. okay, I'm ready. So, so tell the fans what you do, what your pre-show routine is, outside of yelling and screaming and going, ah,
2: ah. Well, not only <laughs> am I a, a man-groomer connoisseur, I am also a firm believer in surrounding your, yourself with odoriferous emanations.
1: <laughs> 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 so therefore, I
2: sprayed myself today with something, not myself, but I sprayed my surroundings with a little cashmere woods, it's called. It's a little fragrance that smells like pine cones and fall. <laughs>
3: <laughs> cashmere woods. Do you always spray before shows? I always spray before a show.
2: I got to feel like I'm like somewhere in like, I don't know if I'm in the woods, in, yeah, somewhere where I feel like away from where I'm, I'm really am. Like in the Surrounded in the wilderness, like wearing
0: cashmere, cashmere, yeah. <laughs>
2: fuck, fuck up my whole reality.
0: <laughs> you have some interesting routines, Mister Laboratory. That's that's for damn sure. So, uh, so again, this is episode fourteen, Mad Lab and the with Tommy G, and what we're going to be discussing today, we'll talk a little bit about the Giants Philly game. Uh, we're gonna do the infamous things Mad Lab hates. This this segment is becoming. The podcast, uh, or the bodcast, as Kurt would like to call it. So we're going to do a lot of things Mad Lab hates. Got a lot of Twitter questions from you guys. We're going to recap UFC 229, uh, talk about a lot of the big stuff that's going on there, touch on UFC 230. But um, big news for the No Mercy podcast. Uh, if you guys missed episode 13 with myself and Jeff Manns, uh, it was pretty controversial. I thought the fuck, Mary kill with uh, the Brady Bunch girls was going to be one of the most controversial things. And then we did a DraftKings whole went off on tournament structures for DFS. But I guess the uh, spiraling factor was the 20 minute Colin Kaepernick rant. So we got shadow banned by iTunes, which was, uh, I guess you haven't made it until you've been shadow banned. Uh, Bod, we initially started getting blocked by Facebook a couple weeks ago when we first launched, where they wouldn't let us do ads anymore on our podcast because we were too raucous for them, I guess. And now we were shadow banned yesterday where people, for the first time ever, oddly the time that we had the Kaepernick rant, uh, all of a sudden couldn't download the episode. And they could download it on every other outlet. And for those of you that don't know podcasting, we actually post on different outlets than iTunes, and iTunes grabs it from there. That's how it works pretty much throughout the industry. So uh, all of a sudden, episodes were unavailable. And I did a poll, and 56% of people had a problem downloading the episode and we're getting unavailable and then when they try it like a third time it would go through so uh so we're uh, we're on their radar now kg do you have any idea What's, why this is because you predicted it first I, thing in the it's morning. the
3: liberal movement i'm surprised it took this long like they do the banning on youtube if you say certain mm-hmm. words they demonetize your videos like i just don't understand how every tech company has to be liberal and then push their agenda on everyone else like we get yeah. it you're liberal you wanted hillary but what does that have to do with running a company it's it's so fucking annoying and you called it first thing in the morning that's the funniest part
0: 9 a.m you were like just listen to the pod you're gonna get banned because of the Kaepernick and I was I laughed at
3: you yeah but it's funny because they call everyone Nazis right so if you don't agree with them you're a Nazi yet the thing is that's exactly what they're doing anyone that doesn't agree with them they're banning They're shadow banning. they're doing this they're doing that like, what gives a shit? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It
0: works the opposite way. I've had these rants about these movements both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats, whenever they try to go at the other side, it backfires in their face 99% of the time, and it looks like yesterday was our most downloaded episode. So uh, thanks, iTunes. Appreciated that. So uh, get, over to, uh, get over to iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, all those places. Make sure you subscribe on top of downloading and writing a review. So... Uh, let's start off with the Giants Philly game here. Lab, I was on the phone with you last night for a good two hours because we had our little head-to-head fantasy matchup going on. Which I must concede, the Laboratories team is the best team in the league so far. So far, I think I think he's about to hit a hit an iceberg. But so far, so far, <laughs> I gotta give I gotta give the fucking gorilla his props. We've been in four fantasy leagues together, and he hasn't beat me yet. Oh
2: Christ, almighty. Oh he's got to, re- he's got to like. He's got to put like the, the 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 whipped cream on top of a beautiful <laughs> banana fucking split, and then put a rotten yeah. cherry on
0: top. It's a backhand slap. <laughs> so no, back but I will. Compliment. I was gonna. I was gonna pull back the rotten cherry. He has been right up my ass most of those times, except one year where I just smacked the shit out of him. So we made a big bet coming into this year. We got a lot riding on this, and uh, the lab is the lab is whooping my ass right now. He's whooping my ass. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna get at it this week. We'll keep you guys updated on those standings. Well, who but did you guys have last night? He had uh, Clement and Ertz. and Ertz, and I had no one. So Ooh. Clement got, like, fucking 12 snaps and scored 14 points with him somehow. <laughs> so uh, that was fun. But uh, So Lab's got a nice little early 30-point lead on me. Um, that's kind of what I expected, though. I- I'm fine. I think I'm still in position to ride here. Uh, but the Giants-Philly game was the big thing, Lab. You despise the Giants even more than me, which I didn't think was possible growing up a Jets fan who's basically been bitched out by Giant fans my whole fucking entire life. So uh, what was your take on that glorious, glorious Giants implosion last night? I loved
2: it on a national stage. I mean, I would have loved it more if it was uh, more of a blowout. But it's just, dude, I, I don't know what it is. 21 points. What You wanted I, what, yeah, like 50-point blowout? A national, I, I don't know what it is, dude. It's like I really enjoy them losing almost like watching my own team win. It's fucking really that bizarre. You know, how many? I, I, I was yeah. rooting for the Eagles like they were my fucking team. You Tom's were like screaming the on the Red phone. Sox.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, not as much. I, you used to. I be used really to be. Bad. I used to be right when the Red Sox never won anything, like when they still hadn't won anything in eighty six years. That was my thing. Like, do do not let them win a fucking title. So, but now it's like, all right, whatever. They're kind of as good as us, and maybe even better. But you know, like it's it's a real rivalry now. But Lab, you fucking hate them. You hate everyone on the fucking team. OBJ is a bitch, bitch, dude. I could not have been more right on this call three years ago with Jeff Manns saying this guy was overrated. He's a cancer. He's a fucking diva. He's always hurt. Fucking everything about him. They're never going to win a ring with this fucking guy. So I loved, loved watching him fucking melt down in the first half. Loved watching him fucking walk into the locker room early. It's the greatest thing ever. And then seeing him come back and be a maniac. So, Lab, give your final takes on the Giants here real quick before we dovetail into individual topics of this I game. I just
2: loved it, man. I just loved everything about it. I love watching them crash. I love hearing all the new excuses every week. There's another excuse. They're pinning on somebody else. You know, one minute it's give Eli weapons, and then they get guys like OBJ and stuff like that. And it's just it's, it's a never-ending story with these guys. These guys are now, and I hate to say this because – this is your team on the other side. They are now going to turn out to be the modern day Jets. These, this team is not going to be uh-huh. good for quite some time.
0: But outside of a quarterback, outside of not having a quarterback, not having a backup quarterback, a terrible play caller, terrible coaching, mediocre linebackers, terrible corners, zero offensive linemen, and diva wide receivers with terrible contracts, I mean, outside of that, I think they look good. <laughs> You know, I mean they have two pass rushers in Saquon. So they should be they got a lot to build down here. Giants fans, fuck you. You're dead. You're dead for a while. You're done for a decade. It's our time. It's the Jets' time. What? We're going to be the best team in New York at 6 and 10 every fucking year. And that's the best thing about this. We're going to be 6 and 10, 5 and 11 and still be the best team in New York again for the second year in a row. Fuck you. We got 90 million That we can spend next year. We got a young stud quarterback. We got a defense that's thriving. We got Adams. We got everything you want. And you're
3: fucked. And people uh, hate Giant fans. Look at you. But you know
2: what's sad about the whole thing? (laughs) Giants fans will never give you the recognition for it.
3: No. They're they're still going to be fine. No, they kind of go dormant once they start losing. Because it's not like real fans. It's like. It's a lot of girls that don't really know football, and they're just like, "Yeah, I got my Giants jersey," and it's just a bunch of guys. Yeah, they're they're big fans when they're fucking
2: turncoats, Every one of them. Two years ago, two years ago, they're talking about how get Eli this, get Eli that, get Eli this. Yeah, and And first it was Coughlin. Facebook and Twitter, and it's all fucking Eli sucks, and they're they're just turncoats.
0: It was Coughlin. We need, Coughlin needs to be out. Like We need a new coach. And then a new coach New coach sucks. And then well, we need Eli Weapons. And then you get fucking, you got Shepard and Beckham and Ingram and all that. Well, now we need a line. And now we need a running back. And then you get Saquon. It's like, well, we should have got a line instead of a running back. Or we should have got a quarterback instead of Saquon. Like, they, just, they don't even know what they want or what they need because they're not real fans. They're fake fans. They're all fake fans. They don't know anything about football except the Giants. That's all they know. And they don't even know that. So they don't realize that you need a line, you need linebackers, you need cornerbacks, and you need a quarterback more than you need a fucking running back. But we'll get to the Saquon debate shortly. But, Kurt, I've been bitching about OBJ. You have a little theory on OBJ involving Saquon.
3: Well, I'm shocked that it lasted this long for the explosion and the outburst. But I think what it is, he signed the contract, which is fine, but I think he's just staying in. He's not getting injured this year. He's not faking any injuries like last year. He's not crying on the sideline. And I think yeah. what it is is because he doesn't want Barkley to outshine him and be the king of New York, the king of New Jersey. So he's trying to hang in there. I don't think it's going to last much longer. I think he's got till about week 10 before he has a quote unquote season ending injury. But we're definitely getting close. It's, it's coming. And I think you're
0: 100% right. And it's actually something I've been so caught up with with Odell and, and hating him um, that I didn't even really think about that much. The Saquon factor. That he's losing his mind because Saquon is so calm and so stable and so
3: consistent and so good that you're 100% right. It's the older child syndrome, and now the the baby's there, and you don't get as much attention as you used to. So now he's starting, he's going to flip out. He realized, yeah. I I didn't even realize that that's 100% it. As a younger brother, I could see it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you're the younger brother who never actually like became better than his older brother. <laughs> so, so it's a little bit of a different scenario. But uh, the the OBJ thing, it's it's so true. He cares more about being the face and being famous and being loved. Kind of a little Lebronish, you know, where it's like he needs to be loved, he needs to be cared for. And every time he implodes or melts down, he knows it's hurting his brand more. If you saw yesterday, he went into the fucking half, missed the last play of the half. He went in early. He got in there and probably went, "Oh, fuck." And then all of a sudden came out in the second half and was just screaming and trying to rally the team and punching inanimate objects and fucking like losing his mind. Like he looked he looks by fucking polar. Well, like no, he's he- out of his mind. And even when he was trying to show that he's a leader again to make up for what he did at the half, he then needs to be calmed down by Saquon again where Saquon's like, "Dude, chill." Like just Keep it even keel. We're still down three touchdowns. Yeah, because he like, wants
3: to be on the cover of every newspaper. He wants to be trending for 24 hours. So he knew last time he did that when he fucking married the kicker net, he got so much publicity. He got commercials out of it. So that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get back in the spotlight. And this is the only way he knows how.
0: He's such a bitch. He's such a little bitch. Um, but yeah, they're they're fucked. Um, my favorite thing too, lab. I know you've had an issue with this a couple times. Not as much as me. That. If you hate on a black, me, first, obviously it's me, no matter what I say, I'm racist, but that's the new thing in America that when I go on rants, because I hate Kaepernick, who's a piece of garbage, because I hate Cam, who's a quitter, and I was dead right on Cam Newton, dead fucking right, three, four years ago, everyone's was worshiping Cam Newton, and I told you, guy's a quitter, he's a quitter, he's never going to win anything, he's a quitter, and now all of a sudden it's been proven to be right that he was overrated the whole time. He's going to start getting banged up. The league's going to catch up to him. OBJ, I'm racist. I'm racist now, which is the funniest thing I've ever fucking heard. That's everyone's cop-out fucking bullshit pussy response. If, you, if I don't like a black athlete, I'm racist. How the fuck can you call someone racist? One, if you don't fucking know them. You don't know me. You don't know where I'm from. You don't know who the fuck I am. Second of all, we're talking about football players. And let's just be fucking rational here for a second. 74% of the NFL is black, okay? The other 26% are comprised of mostly offensive linemen, kickers, punters, and then you'll throw in quarterbacks, right? So you're literally talking, no one talks about linemen or punters or kickers. If you have a strong opinion, it's about a wide receiver, a running back, a quarterback, a corner, a safety, a linebacker, or a defensive end, right? Those are, the, those are the players that get talked about. It's fair to say that 90 to 92% of them are African-American. So if I hate a football player, there's probably a 90% chance that he's African-American. Meanwhile, my favorite football players of all time, ever, that I've gone on record saying, Bo Jackson, Barry Sanders, Al Toon, my three favorite football players of my entire life. I hate Tom Brady, who's white. How can you all of a sudden say, in the same night, Lab, I'm saying, OBJ's a little bitch, fuck OBJ, and everyone's calling me racist. Meanwhile, I'm going, Saquon Barkley's a god. This guy's the most skilled running back I've ever seen. He's a fucking beast. If you're racist, maybe you would hate the one side, the bad side, the OBJ side, if you look at that in a vacuum, but a racist person, a KKK member, a racist from the South would never say, I love Saquon Barkley because you hate that race. So it's the most ridiculous, bullshit, fucking cop-out response that if you don't like someone of the opposite race, all of a sudden,
3: you're fucking racist. Well, that's the world we live in now where people could just make statements like that without proof, evidence, or Nothing! But the problem is, 50% of the country does that because they judge people based on race. 50. And then there's people like us that judge people on your character. We don't give a fuck what yeah, race you this, this are, is, my, what sex you are. This is farther than
2: are. sports, dude. This is farther This is this everything. Is, this, is, this is just sports. I mean, it's it, it, we notice it more in the sports arena because this is what we do. But this is everything. This is all around you. I mean, in, in every sport. Look at UFC. The same thing with Tyron Woodley. Everyone's like, oh, Dana White doesn't like Tyron Woodley because he's racist why right. we're fucking senseless meanwhile
0: john jones was the, the the focal point of the ufc for god knows yeah, how I mean long. if you get if you Daniel get a car
2: accident right now and 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 and, and there's a white and uh, a white man and a black man and and the black man say was was just honestly wrong and you said that it would probably turn out to be a race thing you know what right. I mean it's and just I'm the sick world of we live in
0: and but we didn't grow like that's the thing this is a millennial thing this hating of other races is a fucking millennial thing and, a, and a, maybe a baby boomer and older thing. Like, I, I did not grow up with this. I did not. Now, racism existed and all that kind of shit. Of course, 100%. I'm not trying to say I understand what it's like to be a certain ethnicity in a certain area and stuff like that. I'm not saying that at all, even though I do more than most people who are talking. I'm just, for the purposes of this argument, I'm going to claim I have no idea. I never lab. Me and you and Kurt have been out a million times. Doesn't matter if the guy sitting next to us is black, Asian, Arabic, Indian. Doesn't matter if he's cool. We're hanging out with him. If he's not cool, he fucking sucks. And I just, I'm just so sick of this race shit getting jammed down our fucking throat. Yeah, we're but like, it's because of social media.
3: Oh, it's no, it's because of ignorant assholes on and social media. Because right. when you step everybody's outside, everybody's
2: looking for an edge and an angle you know that that's that's really well it's what virtue
3: it signaling and everything else because when you step outside you don't see any of it right no and, I, I mean i don't i'm I, sure listen, there's outliers area, there definitely don't. is outliers but there's outliers in every direction but we shouldn't focus on outliers
0: i mean i dude you guys have hung out i have friends that are gay and and i make gay jokes all the time like why because it's funny i do it like but your job's a homophobe like what
3: like, right. Trump became one, everything once he got elected.
0: I worked on fucking Wall Street with the hardest core Republicans ever arguing for gay marriage at bars, saying it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life, going against coworkers and CEOs who were looking to promote me potentially in the future. And I'm going to now fucking eight idiot trolls. I'm a homophobe. Like, fuck you. Fuck everyone. Anyway, I don't want to get too crazy on this, but lab. I do not even know what we were fucking talking about before that. We were talking hate about how fucking
2: world. horrible the fucking Giants are.
0: The Giants <laughs> are fucking terrible. But Saquon Barkley is a hot topic right now. People are going on Twitter and saying that he is the best running back in the NFL. Right now? You're saying he's the best running back in well, the NFL. I think that's a fucking... I, some I, people I, are saying I, he's the best I, running I back in fucking, history.
2: I think both uh, statements right there is fucking absolutely ludicrous. I'm sorry, it is. Explain. Explain as far as right because, now. listen, if you guys are talking about genetic makeup and genetic code as far as physical attributes, the guy's got it. You know, the guy's got it. But if you guys are talking about him being the best running back possibly of all time, the guy had six fucking games. You know, that's that's honestly disrespecting guys like Walter Payton and Bo Jackson and and, and, and people like that. Like, how can you say this fucking guy who's the best running back of all time, or he was even the best running back in the league this year? He's got six fucking games. If you're talking about genetic makeup and physical attributes and his 40 time and his squats and stuff like that and just everything that he, he brings to the table, I get it. I, I see what people are looking at. But this is what I mean by today's fucking people that watch sports, these younger to the younger generation, where they look to they use that label great, way too loosely. There's a difference between being good and being great. And when you use that terminology great. The way everybody just throws that, oh, he's great. He's great. He had three fights, or he had two games, or he had six games, or he fucking had one 40 point game. What do you mean he's great? Longevity makes you great. How healthy you stay makes you great. Somebody like Jerry Rice, it wasn't only what he did on the field. It was what he did off the field. It was what he did in, in, in his training. The guy still fucking trains with parachutes on mountains and stuff like that. Like That's what makes you fucking great. You, you don't label somebody great until you see their overall body of work. So if people are saying right now that he's the greatest running back in the league right now, he's, a, he's possibly going to be the greatest running back in the NFL in history, I think it's a fucking ludicrous statement. I don't give a fuck what kind of knowledge and information you throw at me. I will hold that fucking stance.
3: Kurt? Uh, I would say right now he is. If I had to pick a running back right now, which I would never do, I would take him number one. I mean, who else is Over really Over Todd there? Gurley? Oh, 100%. See, I think that's crazy. 90% wow. of wow. the running backs are just guys. And then there's a couple elite ones like David Johnson. Hey, Gurley, I'm going to hesitate on. I'm don't gonna fucking throw that name out. Uh, come on. Lev Bell, I think, was. I don't know about now.
0: What? It's Gurley gir- it's or Barkley. That's the only debate right now. Here's, here's Draft Sheet's question. Let me go to Draft Sheet's question. Draft Sheet's question was all NFL players go into a pool for a giant redraft among all teams. Okay. So we basically go 32 team expansion. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Everyone's back in the pool like a, like a fantasy redraft league. But in real life, right. you're one of the GMs and owners. So you own a team. I own a team. Mad Lab, you own a team. And we're doing the draft. What's the earliest you'd pick Saquon Barkley?
1: Hmm.
2: So this is, this is right This now, is a team on clean slate.
0: Every team on it, you're building a team from nothing. Mm. So you have nothing. And you get to go. Right now, the Twitter thing is, is it Mahomes or Saquon Barkley? What? That's what everyone's discussing. And I think, I, I think that's fucking it. insanity. It's, it's insanity. But Lab, what's the earliest you take Saquon Barkley? Keep in mind, if you take him in the first round, it's the, you know, the first pick, second pick, 10th yeah, pick. Know, know, if you wait till the second round, then you're 32 picks later.
2: Ugh man I would say I, I mean, would honestly say no earlier than the 3rd round
0: no earlier so like top you wouldn't take him in the top 80
3: deep thoughts by man
0: yeah I know this is great radio <laughs>
3: yeah yeah
0: yeah
2: <laughs> I'd say no I, you know what I'd say depending on where my draft pick was
0: I first
2: I'm, first <laughs> I'm no I'm first overall pick Yep. First overall can pick. I, snake draft. Say, uh,
0: so you get the first pick, and then you get, like, the 64th and 65th.
2: I'd say probably, you know, I'd say, I'd say <laughs> third round, yeah.
0: Who are you taking first? You want 15 minutes to think no, about no, it? No, I'll just say,
2: first, for, honestly, first, <laughs> I, would, I would go for my captain and my team, bro. I'd go for the guy who leads the patrol, dude. I'd go for a quarterback.
0: All right. So who? Well. You're going Mahomes. you go going Rodgers. You're going Breeze. You got to factor in age and shit, yeah, too. No, um sh- Think about that like for a, a second because that's
3: not like a snap question. Kurt, where are you taking Saquon Barkley? Definitely not before round five. Definitely not in the top hundred. Uh, um, why? I I think I said this on what? The third well, top hundred is round
0: three. So you're talking like 150 if you're going yeah, round probably. five.
3: I said you have to build your team from the inside out. I don't give a fuck about receivers, running backs, or tight ends. All I'm going for is linemen, D-linemen, D-ends, linebackers, safeties, cornerbacks then i'll get to my running back but i really quarterback don't quarterback what's up where are you taking your quarterback quarterback it depends on who's there and first, when. Pick, first pick of the draft of the Draft, i'll take khalil Mack.
0: yep that's the right answer there's no other answer there's absolutely no other fucking answer than khalil Mack. any other answer is dead fucking wrong and it's not even close there's a once in a generational talent he is the most impactful player. He plays three positions on defense, basically. Like I'd rather have, I'd rather play with ten men and Khalil Mack than eleven men and two average guys in his place. See, yeah, but a
3: lot of people don't understand the importance of a pass rusher, right? If you could limit the amount of time Aaron Rodgers has to throw the ball, that's a huge difference. That's shorter routes the receivers got to run. There's no right, pass but here's blocking also, here's
2: also a flip side of that coin. If you're an owner of a, Give it to If me. you're an owner of a, of a, you know, a football team in the NFL. We're looking at it as a, a performance standpoint as well, but you also have to look at it as a business standpoint. Who's going to put your asses in your seats? Who's going to sell more jerseys, a quarterback or a defensive player? A quarterback.
0: Uh, see, that's the thing. I, I agree with those stances if I am, already have a core. Because you know what's going to put asses in the seats? Going fucking 12 and 4. That's what's going to put asses in the seats more than any superstar player. If I already have a core – then I'll go go for the guy who's going to put butts in seats. But the answer is Khalil Mack, in my opinion. You have Joey Bosa, Aaron Darnold, Cameron Jordan, guys like that that should be in that conversation. But I think it's Khalil Mack with a bullet. And I do agree with both you guys. I wouldn't be taking Saquon Barkley in the first three rounds. Um, I don't know. There would be temptation to take him after that, but you know, I because he's proven that he can run without a line it makes it a little bit tougher because you know he's proving that he doesn't need an offensive line because he's got a terrible one and he's still fucking game changer so maybe i'd argue it but again the duration and longevity of a running back is what three to five years well that's what for I mean. most By of these the guys time
3: the giants can rebuild this team get a line right. get a defense barkley's on his five-year hundred million dollar right. contract he's worn out he's like, on his 800th carry you know like he's he's starting to break down a little bit at that's that. that's why point. you start with the line and the defense
0: and work your way out I, I do agree with it i don't know where he'd fall he wouldn't be top first round or two that's for damn for the last thing i'm fucking doing no. is taking a running back. everyone will make the stance that running backs are overrated it doesn't matter you don't need a running back don't draft running backs but then when this whole twitter debate starts everyone's like saquon barkley number one like what no yeah. no, no you're forgetting about the durability and the
3: longevity of these guys like yeah like lab said he's six games in Barkley, this guy, you don't know what's going to happen to him. Barkley makes sense for certain teams. Like if the Packers got Barkley no, in round we're, we're one, that makes sense. No, we're talking about a clean slate. No, it's a clean you slate. Have, you, don't you don't have, have a team. Yeah, but I'm saying that for the Giants' purposes, they needed so much more they shouldn't have started. was the most ridiculous
2: draft pick in the history of – It was the, the worst. Ah, no, that was the worst. That's the, crazy. No, 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 that's not in the that's history. Crazy it wasn't but the that was work, a terrible just, draft pick for the Giants. It's not going to help
3: them get to the championship, right? They're still 1-5 in with him in his peak right now. The problem with that draft pick is that – you have
0: another three years of building before you're ready to win a Super Bowl.
3: So you don't take a running back if you need
0: to right. fucking build all these other pieces.
3: Because then he's going to come off his rookie contract. You're going to have to pay him. You already yeah. invested $90 million in <laughs> which Beckham, insane. which is I can't believe the Giants did it. that because that's not like them. It's just, I don't know. I don't know why they did this. I think they're going the wrong way. They're building from the outside in. The business. Yeah. A lot Lab. of this
2: has to do with money and business, dude.
3: I mean, he listen, he's, the bottom line
0: is he's – I said it, if you, and Kurt, you agreed. If you go in a video game and build a character and give him like 100 in every category, that's Saquon Barkley. Right. Like he's literally – if you, if you needed a running back and you were in a position to win, and Saquon Barkley is probably the best running back talent to come out of college since Adrian Peterson. Right. And before that, Bo Jackson.
3: So It's like yes. LeBron James in basketball, but LeBron James can change the entire outcome because there's only five guys on the field. Right. But if you're an NBA team and you already have Boogie Cousins and Anthony
0: Davis, it doesn't matter if the number one center in the history of the world is coming out and you have the first pick. You don't need that. You, know, you, don't, need a, you don't need that. You need a point guard. You need a shooter. And, and that's where the Giants are at. And now the Giants are like, well, next year we're going to get our quarterback. Yeah. And he's going to have a whole nother year to fucking develop when he could have been developed by next year. Just terrible, terrible
3: No decisions. quarterbacks develop on the fucking Giants because they never take Eli out, no matter how many they're down. It fucking <laughs> drives me nuts. I don't know why this is my biggest pet peeve, but goddamn it, when you're down, this. take him the fuck out and see what you have. I, bro, I, don't even get
0: me started, it's I'm so funny.
3: You. I don't know why they keep him in. The uh, one time they lab. take him out, they put Geno Smith in.
0: I know. Why do you even have Geno Smith? The funniest thing is they were going to get rid of Eli. That was the whole thing. Like, I Eli know. was done last when, year. When they that and I said it saved his career. Yeah, but they went from Eli being done, like he's out, he's it's over, Eli experiment's done, we're getting rid of him, we're going to trade him, we're going to ship him off to the Jets and fucking get rid of him, to all of a sudden, not only is he not done... We're gonna start him. We're gonna keep him. We're gonna not draft a quarterback to back him up. So now yeah. we're gonna have him with no safety net. And then Davis Webb, we're gonna fucking get rid of him too. We're just we're gonna literally clean out everything behind him and then never it show was the anyone best else. Best thing I just that happens to his career. do understand the
2: fascination with this fucking guy. Dude. Well,
0: this is where I'm going, Lab. So Eli, we're gonna go to things Mad Lab hates. This is a layup here because I already knew this one from last night. You despise Eli Manning. And I don't fucking get it. I, because I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it. you
2: don't get. I don't know what you don't get. I don't get. understand let's why you hate one. him let's so much. Let's just take what happened last night. Okay? The, the people are like, oh, Eli, you know. Let's, put, let's say that you took him out of the mix in the Giants and you put Brady, Peyton, or a real fucking leader on that fucking team. What do you think they would fucking do if Beckham walked off the field on their watch? The guy's not a leader. All he does is fucking... Pout. And that's what I said when we were talking about the draft. I'm going to get my leader. Your leader should be a fucking leader of men, your quarterback. He's he's, he's the leader. Okay, Khalil on the defense. Man. All right, but I'm saying on the offense. Okay, so this is a guy who all he does is fucking pout. All he, he never opens his fucking mouth. He's not a leader. All these fucking giant fans will just sit there and talk about the two Super Bowls that he had, that he had major, major help with. And I hate to bust all your fucking bubbles, ladies and gentlemen, but... You better watch your ass at the end of the season, because he has a chance to ha- better grab your Listen, tits he, and mu- he has a splits. serious chance of having a losing record with the Giants for his career. He's 112, He's 112 wins, 108 losses right now. He has an opportunity right now to leave there with a losing, fucking record for his career. So where is this guy great? What is the fascination I- with this fucking guy? I don't understand. Well, he was I,
3: never great. He was good, and he was only good because the defense was the best, one of the best defenses but, but of all Kirk, time. That's
2: what goes back to my using that term "great" loosely,
0: dude. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I agree with you.
3: I, I mean, listen. Here's the thing: A I losing hate. record. Okay. That's
2: why I'm pulling for this so much. <laughs>
0: People were talking about Hall of Fame two, three years ago. Greatest quarterback of all time. He beat Tom Brady twice. Like the thing I don't understand. And, and again, obviously, we all realize Eli sucks now. Guys, we're not fucking stupid. We realize it. We're talking about we live in the the tri-state area up here in New Jersey. We've been dealing with Eli's the greatest quarterback of all time for the last ten years. Like you guys have no idea what ignoramus giant fans talk about this guy like better than Brady and all that shit. I don't understand why how you can hate Eli Manning though. Lab, he does nothing wrong. He keeps his mouth shut. He keeps his nose clean. He stays even keeled, even though that keel is like a two on a scale from one to ten. It, he's dealing with all these fucking head cases and fucking morons all the time. Goes out. He fucking tries to do his job the best he can, and he fucking minds his so business. So we want me to give him uh, an A for effort. Look at. But I mean, you hate him because there's a lot of I great think you, guys out there. Peyton Manning was, but a he great didn't guy. do anything. He sucks. But that's not it. You can't hate him because he sucks. <laughs> You could just say he sucks. Like, you hate him. him. The The reason you hate Eli, and you'll even agree with this the reason you hate Eli is not Eli's fault. You hate him because of how the Giants fans overhyped him. They
2: deserve him, him. they deserve each other because they both fucking suck. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, Eli doesn't do anything wrong. Eli's
0: it's just, fine. It's like, like MLB model, right? You
3: don't hate MLB oh, yo, model. He's right. but you just hate no, fucking we just fans. Fucking <laughs> we just
2: saw Drew fucking Breeze. We just saw Drew fucking Breeze lighting up the fucking field the other night. The guy comes off the field, kisses his family. I love you. He donates. He, he did all this bullshit with Hurricane fucking Katrina. Yeah, but he's not an alpha. It, what do you mean he's not? An, Drew Breeze is no, an, uh, an alpha. No, I'm Eli saying.
3: I'm saying Eli's not an Eli. alpha. That's okay, yeah, why like, like, you're hating like, wait him. But that's not his fault. He's just not an well, alpha. You need
2: an alpha at the quarterback. You need a fucking alpha. Right,
3: but you can't hate someone for not doing right. do anything
0: wrong. Like, I hate Odell Beckham. Why? Because he's a fucking bitch. I hate Cam Newton. Why? Because he's a crybaby bitch, and he walks out of press conferences. And Eli, after they lose by 40, will sit in front and take his questions. And then Eli, after they win by 40, will take sit in front and take his questions. Tom Brady, I hate. Because Tom Brady's a fucking bitch. He's an bitch. alpha, dude. He's a diva. But he's a bitch. <laughs> well,
2: if you put Tom Brady on the fucking... If you take Tom Brady's persona... His 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 mental warfare attitude and put it into Eli's body right now. They have many more wins than they've had.
0: Yeah, of course, obviously. I mean, Eli's. Missed yeah, but that's him. no I, reason I to I hate think him. He, that's what Tom's I think saying. He, yeah, you can't hate Eli. You hate, you hate he, his he, fans. It, here's the thing: if Giant fans never hyped Eli up and said he was the greatest quarterback of all time and he's a Hall of Famer, and Eli just went out and did his job and fucking minded his business, and you know he's not a bad leader. He's a horrible he, leader. He, he is not a bad not leader hard. dealing dealing with the guys that he's been dealing with lab and how he's dealt with the press in but New that's York his media fault. and never melting down and always taking the blame and doing all that. He's not a bad dude, that boat thing, he could have turned on them. So I get he should have kept him off the boat. But at the same token, he never threw his teammates under the bus in the last fifteen years when it's been very easy to do that. So you can't say he's a bad leader. See, he's, he's somebody, just not a motivational leader.
2: So listen, this is a guy that never got into trouble, you're right. Whatever, but the fact of the matter is this. He's not a guy that I would ever fucking hang out with because I hang out with fucking, with alphas, dude. I don't like, I like hanging out with a guy towering <laughs> with his fucking tail between his legs and pounding. If I'm down by 40 points with three minutes left, I'm getting up and fucking playing. I don't give a fuck. This guy sits there, yeah. he pouts, he moans, he fucking looks like he just I lost I think his... that's just his face. Fuck him. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> he pouts and moans <laughs> I think that's just his face. I don't think he deserve, pouts. Yeah. I think his face is just stuck like that. deserve him until he fucking decides to
0: retire I liked Kurt's analogy, though, about MLB Model that, like, you can't hate Rob, but you just hate him because of his fans. But then everyone starts hating Rob. Because of his fans, right? Fan,
3: fan. (laughs) It's (laughs) one person. His fan. His fan is fucking annoying. Bro, all his Uh, fans got, like, foot fetishes. Like, why else would they be in MLB Model? It's one guy. It's one guy with multiple accounts, Kurt. (laughs) He just wants to see those selfies of MLB Model's legs and stuff. His knee, yeah. So. Let's get to a couple things Mad Lab hates here uh, wow, well, well, we got
0: him fired up. Let's dovetail into it. Uh, and then we're going to go into UFC 20, 2229, little Connor Habib. Some big news there, as we mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show. Habib just fucking put Dana White on blast, like pinned him against a wall. And I'm curious to see. Connor's done this before and succeeded. I'm curious to see. So we're going to get to that shortly. But we got to get to the, everyone's favorite segment. Things Mad Lab hates. So, uh, Kurt, do you have any uh, things to start off with, uh, things MadLab hates? MadLab, you ready? Yeah, I'm over. And then we don't know if he does hate him or not. Mine, usually I have an idea, but Kurt usually shoots dark. Sorry, I almost choked there.
3: Okay, Mad Lab. Jogger pants. Oh, my God. The tight ones. It <laughs> oh,
2: my God. You got this because I fucking told you guys about my shopping fucking spree. <laughs> that's where we get most of the stuff. Oh, we get them through the it's conversations the we have It's the most fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I can't even go to the fucking store and buy sweatpants for myself because they all have those fucking cufflinks on the bottom of them.
0: Oh, that's what you're talking about. The the the, like, the pajama sweatpants pants with the fucking like like a sweatshirt wrist sleeve. Like, what do they call those things? Where they... Cl- yeah, they're, they're tight they're, at the they're bottom. Like My the kids wear them. The,
2: the champion put them out years ago with fucking the elastic oh, bands. Oh, so annoying. And they suck your fucking ankles together. Gentlemen, guys, listen. You look like a fucking retard. You look like a fucking retard. And, and you, those are taking pictures I, I, on Instagram with you with these tight fucking things which the fucking pants look like they're stuffed up your ass. You look like a, <laughs> really. I mean, it looks ridiculous. It looks like... I, I mean, I don't give a fuck if you have great legs, horrible legs... Fat legs, skinny legs, jacked out of your mind legs, Saquon Barkley legs. You look like a fucking retard wearing jogger pants. It's the most, and you can't buy normal sweatpants no more.
3: No, it's very yeah. That's find. the
0: dude. What's funny is the and and I'm gonna help you here, Lab. I'm gonna I'm gonna save you from this. But I hate them. I hate skinny jeans. I hate jogger pants. I hate all that shit. But um. The funny thing is me and Rappaport actually had a conversation about this last year. He was like, where the fuck do I go to find just regular sweatpants? Just sweatpants that just regular. They just go straight down and they don't cuff at the bottom. And I didn't realize how hard they were to find. Because because I only buy one pair of sweatpants. I used to buy two, but I only buy one. And I exclusively buy UGG sweatpants, which are the best but they're expensive. They're over a hundred dollars per pair. Jesus! But they are the fucking most comfortable. They're the they're the best hundred dollars you will ever wear. They will hold up forever. They're the warmest sweatpants you'll ever have. They're beautiful. They fit perfect. <laughs> yeah, but so, aren't they uh, lounging? Uh, I aren't used... they, like lounging sweatpants?
3: Yeah, like you can't go outside. Yeah, with
0: but, them. But, but I mean, uh, what, what, what? Where are you wearing sweatpants? The, the, the gym?
3: Little... Oh, I'm, I'm I'm so all I get
2: my sweatpants for the gym. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I mean, you could wear UGG
0: sweatpants. Okay, at the gym, but I don't know, why I'm asking you. Get out. I mean, they're they're a little heavy though. They might be a little heavy. What for do you? The gym. Tom's never been into
3: a gym. Why are you taking yeah, like I don't know. his it? Yeah, you can wear it, to, it, the it. <laughs> what what happens happens to the gym. What happens to a gym, gym with I'm UGG bro, pants and slippers? I like, walk in there in a suit. Like, is this how I pick up chicks? Yeah, and your sleeveless DraftKings shirt.
2: I lose more faith in fucking men every fucking day, dude. Not only there are no men anymore. Not only in the gym, seeing them, but these guys literally like. They'll fucking go to the gym and they'll be, they, I see them taking pictures of themselves. And then you look at their fucking pants, bro. It's like, what the fuck is going on with the world, bro?
3: But the question <laughs> is, do girls find it attractive? The, yes, the, because the, the, the girls, girls are, are all, all. I they, have they, a theory. The girls
2: around here find it attractive. This is right. an island. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I consider well, New this York in LA. New Jersey its own island.
0: And LA. And, and LA. LA.
2: They, that's it. They're their own fucking island of non-normalcy. They really are. Yes, that oh, is you true. go to any other place true. with fucking classy people and classy women, they will fucking laugh at you, dude.
0: Right, I agree with that. I agree with that. That whole the whole culture here, L.A. and New York, is is different than everywhere else. And Maybe Miami, you could throw in there too. But the thing about it is, I have a theory that every girl is bisexual, um, and I've I can pontificate on this after football season because I could do a whole podcast on this. Um, but. That's why they like these metrosexual kind of fruity-looking dudes because that, they're kind of like that. But then when it comes down to dating and fucking, they end up dating and fucking right. us. So don't get it twisted. These guys get all the Instagram likes they want. They get all the stares in the bars. But you talk to any real girl, not even like an elite girl, any girl, they want an alpha male with confidence who could protect them. That might be
2: my Halloween costume. I'm going to dress like a fucking idiot. <laughs>
0: it's the funny it's the same thing with us though right we look at the girls that are running around with implants and their hair done and the fucking little skirts and this and that you're not fucking dating those girls like tattoos all over that are hot like i love that shit like i love it but it's like you're not going you you know you're not bringing that girl home to mom who's walking around in a fucking tube top with fake ass fake tits fake this fake that but it's like same thing for the guys they're the they're the horror version of guys girls like to look at them they like to favorite their Instagram stuff, but the bottom line is they ain't dating these motherfuckers. And if they do, they're going to leave. The- Girls don't like dating someone who's prettier than them. This is what I've realized. Girls are so insecure that they actually prefer Kurt dad Me? bod. Yeah. What yeah. Else? Dad bod. What's they up? like the dad bod. They like knowing that their man is not as pretty as them. So by, by these guys getting so pretty and doing all these girly things, they're actually steering more girls towards men like us by accident, because girls don't want to date someone prettier than be, the It's a fact. Ask any girl. They,
2: they try to hide it a little bit. They try to like they wear their jogger pants with their fucking tequila fucking sunrise jogger. fucking sneakers, you know. And then they have a little scruff on their face, you know. They got that little scruff <laughs> on their face. But then, meanwhile, when behind the closed doors, they're fucking sticking two fingers up their ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kurt, I see your list here. You have another one he just touched Well,
3: on this it. ties into my next one. Mad Lab Ready? Yeah. Sneakerheads. Oh,
0: dude, that's even
2: fucking worse, dude. Sneakerheads. <laughs> worse <laughs> than the pants? Fuck... Nah, yeah. yeah. Well, sneakers know, it depends, are worse than the pants? Right? Because, like, if you're 21, 22 years old and you collect sneakers, I get it, dude. It's almost like I did back in the day when you we of comics and shit like that. But, um,. But these guys that are like in their fucking mid 30s collecting fucking sneakers, and I'm not even gonna say name. I actually, a good friend of mine, you know, and I thought it was me for a while, but a good friend of mine was a major fucking sneakerhead, bro, almost until he was like in his close to 40, dude. And he was married to this fucking typical fucking Jersey fucking chick who loved it. They got custom sneakers right. and all this other fucking bullshit. Then obviously they, they separated and he met a girl from another state. And she literally gave him a fucking ultimatum and said, This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you're a fucking grown ass man and you're fucking taking pictures of sneakers and you're buying fucking sneakers. Like, how many fucking sneakers do you fucking need, dude?
3: <laughs> like, yeah, but aren't these one in the same? Like, the guy's wearing all these sneakers the and the tight, right? the tight it's jogger pants at the same
2: fucking guy. Meanwhile, you know, look at my fucking, look at my 200 fucking, look at my $200 sneakers and my $200 checking account.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the funniest thing, right? It's like how I always said, you buy rims cuz you can't afford the nice car, right? You buy sneakers cuz you can't afford a Breitling. You know, like you do all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, if you turned in your 6,000 pairs of sneakers, you could probably buy yourself a nice watch. Um, all right, so Sneakerheads is done. Let me go to one here. Let's see what do I have. Um, things Mad Lab hates. Okay. This is Tommy G asking Mad Lab if he hates this. I'm going to throw one in things really Things Mad quick. Lab hates. It's it has uh-huh. to do with you. Go. The okay, you say, Then uh do the go do first because
2: I'm gonna pick tournament pit. tournament <laughs> 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 Fuck out of here, tournament. <laughs> That's worse than a chick saying fucking Pino, tournament. <laughs> it's it's a tournament. tournament, dude. I guess it, tournament. I
1: guess
2: That's like saying is. coffee yeah, or say, chocolate. I think
0: I say both. I won let me no, see I was say in a DraftKings tournament. tournament. Yeah, I do say tournament. Fucking I do say tournament. tournament. I was in a DraftKings tournament. Fuck. <laughs> is, there, I don't,
3: I don't, is
2: that wrong? Tournament. tournament I think tournament. Men say tournament.
3: Yeah, men say that's tournament. That's like you saying chocolate really? or yeah.
2: hot caca. Hot cock-a.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess I do say tournament. Well, that's tour- all you say, tournament. dude. I, I say tournament no, too sometimes, tournament. though. Tournament, yeah. <laughs> nothing for nothing. I didn't realize it. <laughs> But. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Mad Lab, what a thing Tommy G hates out of the clear blue sky, huh? All right. So uh, I got one for you, Lab, and I wasn't going to use this one, but now I am. Things Mad Lab hates. Admitting he woke up later than he actually That's did. That's bullshit, dude.
3: <laughs> yup. Kurt. Yeah, 100%. 100% because we'll be talking Every on the day. phone at like 1030. like, well, where's Mad Lab? Of course he's sleeping. No, I mean, bro, but we don't want to say I it because it's like a touchy strings. subject. Bro, to
0: you're such a fucking liar. You're what fucking you such a, We're on to you, dude. What do you are on to dude, nothing, Dude, we son? wake up... Listen, and I'm not going to say Mad Lab's lazy because he's doing art till like 4 lazy. in the morning. So he is up late. I give him... I'm on the phone with him half the times at 3 a.m. So he is up late as shit. But the running joke with me and the bod is that we'll start text Because Mad Lab's got his phone in his hand nonstop. He lives oh, on that okay, fucking, okay, Mr. Thing. fucking Instagram. So we'll text him at 10 o'clock. 10:30 11 he just he's marky mark he refuses to admit that he woke up late so he won't respond for 2 hours then he'll just get on and be like Yo, bro. What are you talking about? I've been up since eight thirty a.m. I was uh, uh well, I woke up at eight a.m. I played some to a, to a kettlebells. I got like no, you <laughs> don't understand, dude.
2: I'm not like a fucking. I'm not like one of these push start cars, dude. Like my fucking car, I get into it, I push it, it fucking. I'm like one of those fucking '69 Camaro Super Sports, bro. You got to let give it time to warm up. I can't just fucking put it into drive and go. I need to drink my coffee. I need to clear oh. my cobwebs. I need to jump on my God. computer, check my no mail, one read my news, and stuff like that. Preacher. Really, dude.
0: <laughs> you know what you are? You're Edgar. From Men in Black. Was that his name, Edgar? The monster from Men in Black? I don't Do know. Do you remember the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the That's guy. Mad Lab when he wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> like and then it's like, you know, the guy like short circuits and he like, like he glitches? That's Mad Lab in the morning. So I agree with you that it takes you like. So, Kurt, I, if I. Yeah, you but you everything side, out. If I wake
1: up
2: at 10 o'clock on a morning, then I'm up till 4 o'clock in the morning. Tommy will wake up at 6 o'clock p.m. <laughs> That's wow, true. That, like, we, we were I supposed it. to
3: record on Monday to discuss the biggest fight weekend ever. And we couldn't and, record on Monday because Tom went to a Yankee game. Yeah. Or well, Tom's you know, doing this. F- on on Sunday. But on Sunday. We can't record on Monday because you did something Sunday. The best he's
2: I go, what are you doing tonight? He's like, I'm going to the Yankee game. I go, when are we recording the pause? Tomorrow morning. I go, tomorrow morning? You're going to the Yankee <laughs> game. You expect me to we're recording a podcast anywhere within that 48-hour radius?
0: Yeah, and then they won, and then they played again. So yeah. you know, you know, a little, little weird week this week. But uh, speaking of the biggest fight ever, we'll get back to things. Mad Lab hates. We're gonna. Get, I got a list. Them. I got a bunch more of these. Um, UFC 229. Lab, take your. You and Kurt, you got your gold coin. What's Kurt. up? Yeah, what's up? Actually, no, we're gonna talk about your drink. I queued up, gonna, son. We, oh no, no, no! Oh, no. it off. What, what, what? I queued up, son. All right, hold on. So, time out. First of all, Lab, give him a clap. What's up? What's up? All right, the
3: bod actually queued up, hit a qualifier on DraftKings for the MMA final. Uh Oh, yeah. For the average guy, I'm the average guy, right? I don't spend more than 50 ever in a week. For me to queue up, it's a big deal. For you losers, it's like, oh, I queue up every week. But for me, it's a big deal. I don't put a lot of money in. You have a chance to win $30,000 in the MMA final. Forget it. I don't even know what I'm going to do if I win that thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: I'm gonna retire, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> retire, retire with twenty grand. I'm gonna move to Florida and retire. <laughs> well, I won the fucking the, the MMA qualifier, fucking <laughs> tournament.
1: Now I'm gonna retire. The the tournament. <laughs>
0: so you won that. Congratulations. Uh, I was rooting adamantly against you. Yes. Uh, you released the Raptor Dance to the public, brother. People love the Raptor Dance. You got your first taste of beer pong victory. Domination. The cu- Four wins in a row we, we dominated that one game I think we beat them nine cups to nothing They threw uh, like just, once I think They threw once we just didn't miss the whole game um, So check out those videos on Instagram I'll try and repost them The Raptor dance is is hysterical But uh, you won thanks to a big Habib victory at the end And Mad Lab Habib Is your boy so give us your Review of the fight and the melee after. Well,
2: I thought the fight was exactly the way I I mean, obviously, me and Kirk picked the round. We picked fourth round finish, and that, and that's
0: how yep, it ha- and that's, that's how true. it happened. Plus eleven 1,
2: hundred. Um, I saw. When, let me tell you something. When Connor came into the, the st-
0: how were you on the whole card, by the way? What were you we like?
2: Were, where, there were thirteen fights, uh, so we went uh, 11, eleven and, and two. two. Yeah. Uh, Derek okay. Lewis was a big fucking dog, but uh, yeah. Uh, the thing that, you know, it, Connor just didn't look right, man. Connor, I, I mean, I know me and you argued back and forth. We got some serious arguments like during that week where you were saying mm-hmm. that Khabib looked rattled, and I said he didn't. I said, if anyone looked.
0: Oh, we got one that night, too, when you got in my face and almost threatened to fucking chew yeah. my face yeah. off. Yeah, and so whatever. basically, what people don't understand is
2: <laughs> there's something about this guy that I love. I love his work, work ethic. I like what he stands for. Um, I just like everything about him he's not a shit talker maybe it's because he doesn't speak the, that great of English or whatever but the fact of the matter is the guy comes in and he he does his work it's blue collar uh, a lot of people think that wrestlers can be boring guys like Tyron Woodley and stuff but he makes it not boring because he puts constant pressure on I was not expecting him to take that much advantage and control of the fight that early uh, the first two rounds did make me a little bit nervous uh, but after the first takedown, and I saw that he was easily triangle his, his legs. Like I said, he would take his lower extremities away. He was just easily doing that. Connor was just broken. He was a, he was a broken, broken man. He knew he wasn't going to win that fight after the second round when he tried to actually shake his hand after the round. Uh, Habib's gas tank, I don't care what anyone says. They're saying, oh, he's getting tired. The guy was standing up. He was standing up in between rounds. The only reason why that third round was even close, and, and, and that third round can honestly have gone either way. There's no clear-cut path. McGregor well, there's no clear-cut path to it. It wasn't a clear-cut round. Okay. The only reason why that he did, is because he decided to stand up with him. His whole mantra in this fight was, I am going to tire him out, and I'm going to knock him out on his feet. That's what Habib wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he said he wanted to do. I personally think that once your your body's in that mode, in that fight mode, you go back to where your natural habitat is, and that's exactly what he did. Um, I knew that if it went into after the second round into deep waters, once he crossed away from that danger zone, he wasn't going to fear his power anymore. He was going to start walking him down. He was going to take away his extremities, his frames and his pose, and he was going to fucking completely, quote-unquote, like I said, Demoralize him. And that's exactly what he did. And the proof in the pudding came out in a clip that was went viral where he was telling was Connor, crazy. let's talk, let's talk, let's talk.
3: Let's and talk. Then when, then when he talk. got up after the round, talk Connor now.
2: whispers it to him, it's only business. So the guy is talk a now. complete silhouette in the cage of what he presents himself to be out of the cage.
0: I, I, uh,. I knew Connor was dead the
3: second he walked in the ring. Beer
0: boxes, this, oh, dude, bro, Mad Lab. Real.
3: I've never seen him like that. When the fight dude. started, I thought he was just excited that I could queue up, but he's walking around kicking and punching things. I'm like, oh, this might be something. Dude, else. he would. You, this fucking peasant, fucking destroy this fucking. Pe- I'll fucking rip it fucking light. Like uh, me and
0: Kurt were sitting there, like, like it's the first time. Me and Mad Lab got in a little bit of an argument in a parking lot, at giant stadium, a couple weeks ago. And I thought that was pretty much like peak lap. No, dude, my breaking stuff, kicking. I didn't even know what you were kicking. I it was, was just like an loud, and I was like, and Kurt, Kurt, he's like, he's like, what's he breaking? I'm like, I don't know. Don't look. Like he was just don't make like, eye contact. Well,
2: <laughs> I'm contact not even lying. If a stranger like... walked into your house, I would have fucking went bananas, dude.
0: You were in full on kill mode, screaming from the back, murder him. Like, break his fucking armor. And then once he. I'm dead. I'm dead, this fucking bum. And then you ran up in my face. Like, what the fuck's up? No, I'm like, holy shit, I'm in trouble. (laughs) Like, it's the first time in my life, I think, that I just went, get me out of here, quick, quick, get me the fuck out of (laughs) here. Like, I didn't even want anything to do with that situation. Uh, And then later on, I left because Brian's like, yo, yo, I'm sorry. I apologize. I I I didn't mean to do that. What did I do? I I gave you the finger or something? Bro, you came two fingers in my face going, what the fuck? What's up now? Where's your fucking boy now? You're spitting in my face. And I'm just like, eh, I want to go home. <laughs> like, I don't want to be What's here anymore. That, <laughs> and you're like, fucking McGregor on the ground. This is afterwards. Like, McGregor on the ground lets a dude spit in his face and does nothing. I'm like, I just did that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was, that was fucking pretty dope. But the melee afterwards is what everyone was talking about uh spend a minute on that because i think people are looking for me to be like what a piece of shit right tommy i'm like nope nope not at all like fuck listen you do what mcgregor did and you go after someone's religion you go after someone's family you go calling them a rat you're trying to get them arrested talking about embezzlement attack their bus and throw a fucking uh ladder through it start talking about their whole team you know what That's more than just a fight. And Habib said, this is not about a fight in a cage. I want his head. This does not end here. This is a war. and This is never going to end. And you know what? He lost his shit after the fight. Good. He attacked Dylan Danis. He spit on McGregor. Good. Good. I honestly, no problem with it. And I respect Habib more for actually standing up to his word and saying this wasn't just a fight. But Lab, I know you fucking loved that part when everyone expected i loved to it. it
2: i thought it was i, I thought it couldn't end it any better and it just solidifies to all the casuals out there who just watch the fucking promos and the king is back and the king is back and i'm a gladiator and the uh, the dagestans jumped off cliffs you know during war and the, the mcgregors fought to the bl- to the end and blah, blah, blah. it just shows you that there's a there is a really true term called warrior's code and warrior spirit and it's outside of the realms of the media of the UFC and the promos. And even though that John Malkovich promo is one of the best promos I've ever seen outside of the AFC championship game promo he did. Um, outside of that, this is a real fucking gangster, dude.
0: Right. That's why That's why I went from thinking he was soft. And I actually thought he was a little bit of a fraud. like Just because of how afraid he's always been of his dad. You know, I always looked at him as like, "Ah, he's kind of like a mama's boy, right? Still lives in Dagestan with his parents. Like, I just never looked at him as a real gangster. And I always looked at his competition and was like, you know, like, everyone's kind of dodged him. So it's not his fault. But he's like, but wow, dude's a gangster. Dude's a real live gangster. And you got to fucking respect that. I loved
2: it. 100%. I thought it was great. And and what he did afterwards was even better.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about that in a second. But the melee, Kurt. Any takes on the melee? No, even I, was, I, I, me, I didn't even see it over. at
3: first because I was celebrating. Yeah, you and Mad Lab were in the other room. I'm like, get over here! <laughs> but, bro, this leads up to good Mad Lab, things that Mad Lab hates. Mad Lab, you ready? Okay. People that have a problem with Khabib going after McGregor's kid. They don't know nothing about nothing. They know nothing,
2: <laughs> nothing about for fucking nothing God. but they, they know, don't know they, nothing have about loyalty, about they have no loyalty nothing. they have no honor and they have no self respect in themselves or their fucking surroundings because the fact of the matter is is this guy uh the, the what happened with Dylan Dennis the reason why that melee apparently started was he was doing uh, uh Dylan Danis was shouting the entire fight even after the match talking about Islamic slurs and stuff like that that's the that's what they're saying
0: And Dylan Danis did claim that he was basically a better version of Khabib Of course I mean this, this stems fight,
2: back but. for a while I mean this is a kid who is is claiming to be the reason why is doing so good right now you know what I mean uh, so this is a kid who is in a, uh, an extremely high pedigree. By the way, time
0: out. Sorry to cut you off, but both trained at Mike Constantino's AMA camp. Shout out to mm, Mike yep, Constantino. Shout out to Mikey.
2: Um, this is a guy who is an extremely high pedigree grappler, man. He, he, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll give him his credit here. He is a black belt under Marcello Garcia, who was my grappling idol for a long time. Um, and to me, he's the, be- the, the best of all time. So if you're a black belt under Marcello Garcia, you are the nuts. Period. End. this kid is a grappling phenom without a doubt however marcello garcia being a grappling phenom he was 0 and one in mma it's a completely different wheelhouse you need to earn your stripes uh to, to, to talk to way to he talks this is a guy who would never never in a million years train with sbg the only this is a kid who can go anywhere he can go to ama he can go to uh you know sahabi he can go to the lab he can go to all these different places the only rhyme or reason why he's in SBG Ireland is because he is riding McGregor's coattails. He's trying to meet McGregor. He's dressing like McGregor. He's wearing sunglasses like McGregor. So, you know, so this is a guy who, you know, behind the closed doors, there is some history, you know, and at the end of the day, he is completely trying to dismantle and discredit um, his father and his father's formula and his father's system. This goes way beyond the fight. This goes... Uh, to honor loyalty and fucking respect. And if you guys think that that was a shitty move on his part and not him flying with 40 fucking people into Brooklyn throwing a dolly through the window with women in the fucking in a bus and and fighters that trained for 12 to fucking 14 weeks that that couldn't fight then your fucking minds are twisted.
0: And they say it's bad for the it's sport. It's great for the
2: sport
3: how's it bad for the sport it's like Dumbest when anyone else heard. comes into it's the ring
0: during boxing they Dumbest. push each other and dana white's a fucking people hypocrite. still talk about people when, when i say mike tyson what's the number one thing you remember Overrated.
2: that's what i think of
0: no no, no. Ear biting. shut up mad lab kurt what's the number one thing you remember? The ear biting fucking mad lab um yeah <laughs> yes biting off fucking holy field deal it was, it was literally the best thing that ever happened to boxing right, right? like it, it was the best thing that ever happened this is the best
3: thing that ever happened to mma it's not far. like he went after a fan or, like, a 90-year-old yeah, ring fighter. guy. He, he went after a fighter who was talking right. shit to him. That's what I'm saying. If he went after a
0: fan, like, this wasn't Ron Artest going to right. punch this a fan. This wasn't Jermaine O'Neal. So, you know, the thing that right. bothers me, this too, is, is
3: all these is.
2: McGregor fans, not you because I, you're actually a realist, but all these McGregor fans, it was okay for them to use this fucking Brooklyn promo. You know, that was the focal and the focus point of this fucking fight. That Brooklyn fucking travesty, which was disgusting. And now all of a sudden, this is such a big fucking deal.
0: Right. And now let me tee you up. First of all, Dana White came out. And Dana White has been known to make many statements that he's been bitched out on at times. I love Dana White. I think he's incredible. Um, A lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about him. I think he's fantastic. But just because of what he's done. We've talked about this before on the podcast. But... Dana White came out and does this a lot. Like with McGregor, he may never fight here again. Like, he's done. He's, and meanwhile, next thing you know, he's you know, drinking fucking proper 12 with him on stage six months later. So Dana White does tend to say things initially, kind of like pound my chest, like praying the other side doesn't fire back at him because he's, he's been bullying fighters for a while. But he came out and said, Habib's two guys, Lab, I don't remember their names. You know their names. But Habib's two guys are never fighting in the UFC again. And Habib is honor, respect, loyalty, family. So Dana came out and said Habib's two guys are done. They're out of the UFC. They're never fighting again. And we're holding the purse for now through the investigation. And Habib fired back with Mad he,
2: he pretty much came back and said that, listen, if you got the heat, it was a shot. at. Well, first of all, the UFC doesn't withhold his purse. The Las Vegas... Uh, Athletic commission. The, commission. Does. the reason why they do that, for all the you that don't know, is that if they take, his, if they give him his two million, and then when they once they decide the fines and stuff like that, then that means they're gonna have to ask for that money back. Chase right. Him so down, instead right. of doing that, they keep his money. They take their fines, almost like the IRS would, and then they boom, They send you your your refund. So that's for that. That has nothing to do with Dana White. But as far as what he basically was saying was, listen, uh, after this whole Dolly incident, when he came with forty people, Artem Lobov, and all this other bullshit. Uh, Nobody was fired. Everybody was allowed to, you know, even though there was fights that were nixed off the card, Arnold Lobov was nixed off the card for that that situation. But you're talking about firing. So what does he do? He takes one more step towards loyalty. And he says, listen, if you're going to fire my guys or my guy, whoever you decide to fire, then send me my broken contract because I'm fucking done. I'm done. And? And he told the athletic commission straight out, keep my purse and I hope you choke on it. I don't need it. That's a fucking... That's that. a warrior. Savage.
0: Savage move. Absolute savage move. Like, because he will follow through Absolutely. with it. He will follow through with it. And that's... He just backed Dana White into a corner where Dana's sitting there going, oh, fuck. Habib will never fight again if I don't fire these two guys. I just said we were firing these two guys. Can't even hang the check over his head because he told us to stick that up our ass, too. Like, he took all the leverage... Away from them, he pushed Dana White and them all in, and uh, and I I honestly went into the fight not liking Habib, came out of the fight might be my favorite fighter, top three well, fighters. Who of do all you time think's now. the bigger star now?
3: McGregor. McGregor. Not even close. McGregor's McGregor's uh, Even though he keeps losing, no. Well, here's yep. the thing: this is what's going to happen. This
2: was going to happen. There's only so much that you can lose. Right. He's, you know, he's, 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 he's on danger. that cusp right now where he he loses in another fight, then his star is going to drop. You know, one thing I got to do, say, I gave gave Dana White a lot. I love Dana White. I love everything about him. He's the type of guy that he says the way it is. He's the only guy that comes out and curses in in press conference. So I love him in that way. And I'm going to give him credit in one aspect, which was a great move. I really believe that not giving, putting the belt around Habib in that situation was the absolute right move. And I think he was completely on point for doing that.
0: I do, too. That would have just caused chaos. Because he even said – He's like, people are going to start throwing shit in the ring. He's like, and I don't give a shit because Habib was like, I don't care. You heard when they were talking when he was like, people are going to throw stuff in, and you heard Habib going, I don't care. You know, like, and he's like, it's not about you. It's about there's women and children and fans around here, and if people are throwing shit into the ring or throwing shit, they're going to hit some innocent bystanders here, the press, all that. So it was 100 percent the right move in that scenario. But um, you know, we got the Black Beast fighting Cormier, Derek Lewis, who's now like a god recently. Uh, he's going to be fighting Cormier coming up for two thirty. Diaz Poirier is getting fucked left and right. I think we talk about that a little more in the in the next couple of weeks that come. But just a just a thirty second thing lab on UFC two thirty and and this. Apocalypse that went on that seems to be now saved by the Black Beast. Yeah, well, Korea. this
2: is this is uh, you know the, the only thing I'll say about it is this is a perfect chess move by Dana White. You know, uh, Derek Lewis is the guy who gained over four hundred thousand followers on social media after that fight. So what is he going to do? He's going to capitalize on it. He sees that the guy's still in shape, even though he took a beating and I think he broke a, one of his fingers and one of his hands. That's what his whole motive behind is. Does he deserve this shot right now? Technically no. on paper. On paper, you could say, yeah, you know, you could justify it. But is
0: he? If you watch the two fights, right. though. but I'm no.
2: saying on paper. But you're right. You know, I, I would have loved to see Stepe get his crack. But he's doing this as a standpoint where all eyes now are on Derek Lewis. A lot of people are following him. Now right. they love him. He's a lovable guy. How can you not like his personality, especially after his post-fight? Uh, uh, oh, you know, and we all right. love Derek so Lewis. So now that you, you got to strike when the iron's hot. So that's their motive behind it.
0: And uh, by the way, Rappaport scooped uh, the first Derek Lewis interview. I think had him on his podcast. Uh, a dude, days his ago, fucking so. Instagram fucking video when he's like, "Let's fucking go." <laughs> <laughs> that was great, but uh, but yeah, I'm mean, fighting what three weeks after the fight? Like he's fighting like November third. Like you have literally a guy who said he goes to the gym thirty minutes a day and is probably one of the more out of shape guys in the UFC. Fighting a month but after he just got his brains beating. He's
3: smart. It's the five minutes of fame. He's like, bro, I got to get yep. as much as I can right really? now. Yep. It's it's a total still PR. Like, DC's going to kill him.
2: that has that lunchbox in his hand, gentlemen.
3: Yeah.
0: Lab loves Derek Lewis. He loves betting on Derek Lewis because he could always knock. And it's happened the last two fights. <laughs> he basically probably should have lost both. But uh, So we'll talk more about Diaz-Poirier, uh, Valentina, JJ, all that that's coming up. Let's get back to some more things mad lab Oh, well, this is great
3: this is really great uh what? when you did the q a tweet an mlb mm-hmm. model replied electric cars it's what got two likes that? stop his two fans stop it was it the two people <laughs> he's got wrong. two likes on electric cars so we posted
0: a question on twitter um, <laughs> at no mercy pod at tommy g at mad lab mma Oh, i'm gonna um, be fired what the fuck? Electric cars. <laughs> so Madlab wants to know Mike, if you like elect uh, MLB <laughs> model wants to know <laughs> Madlab if you hate electric the most cars. ridiculous
2: fucking thing on the planet,
0: dude. Electric. Rob totally drive an a car, dude. You have a firm take on electric? Well, I just cars. think it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like big fucking
2: deal with like an electric car like come on, electric cars. You got to fucking pull your driveway and plug your car in. <laughs>
0: Rob is totally electric car dude bro Of course he is because he's a hardcore liberal He he, he hates when I say that Because he denies it but he is So he loves all the energy If I come to North Carolina I'm
2: literally going to get in Rob's car Make him take me for a ride And I'm going to throw my protein wrappers out the window
0: (laughs) (laughs) Another thing uh, Things Mad Lab hates I don't know about this one I feel like you're indifferent towards this one Mad Lab Um, Tinder (sighs)
2: <sighs> Tinder,
0: I think I, I've heard you on yeah, both sides. I, I, so I, I mean, don't I think know. Tinder,
2: to be honest with you, is is uh, for the most part. It depends what you're utilizing it for, but I think it's the same thing like Instagram. Like it's like it's, it's it's people are posting pictures that are their best. Think about how many selfies people take a fucking year. They're posting their top three, four, five best pictures that they ever taken in their. Ah, uh,
0: I lectured you week. on all this when you first right, started. But, but what
2: I'm saying, but so it, it's like. I think all forms of social media dating is complete fucking horseshit. And there's Stupid. nothing like going to a bar or going to a restaurant or even being at a fucking Whole Foods or a fucking Trader Joe's and seeing somebody face to fucking face and doing it and do it organically. Like, I see where people who, who do it, the reason why they do it. But I, I mean, I, listen, I'm here nor there on it. But I, I think overall, it's a lot of fucking bullshit, dude
0: right and MadLab, you were in a long-term relationship and obviously you're single and when you first came out of that relationship i was the one telling you here's the process month one you're gonna love it because there's just it's just like a fucking like
3: it's like a fest. showroom
0: for pussy, right? Like to just poo everywhere. And you're oh, my God, look at this. Like, 50 girls want to talk to me. By month two, you're going to fucking realize that most of these girls yeah, are lying, even, fake, or and, pictures and, and, don't look you, like you, that. You actually, and by month three, you you're going to basically hate the whole gender. You actually, you were I like, did. oh, I'm
2: telling you, you're never going to use it. And I never do. I, I, I don't even bother.
0: Yep. I was like, by the third month, you are going to despise the app, and you're going to start hating millennial women. <laughs> like, it's what's going to happen, because you're going to realize it. Um, Kurt, do you have a take on Tinder? You're a married man. I've so never been on Tinder. It. Well, Rob's. I looked at Rob's. Right, once. your
3: friends use it nonstop. But Tinder was made for guys like me. Like I never, like I got poo. Let's <laughs> let's start there. I got a ton of poo. But I was never the guy <laughs> like you that would go up to every girl at the bar. I was right. the guy like, bro, you want me? You come up to me. I was the body. Yeah. They would look at me. They'd come up to me. I was never so on T- Tinder or apps like that. Me, wait, Rob, it's so you much easier. Me cookie,
0: Rob. No, he's, saying, yeah, he's talking about him though, right now. Yeah,
3: but yeah. I'm saying cook, I, that's Rob, the only yeah. time I've seen Tinder. I don't really know how it works. I just know you swipe. Rob's my dude. He likes yeah. someone
0: protein of. cookies every event.
3: Yeah, he <laughs> does. He does. He gets so happy
0: too. He yeah, walks he in. He it. gives you that. He knows. He knows he's in with the bro. Labs, I picked out right?
3: the protein cookies because he had the like shit at Shoprite. And they had, like, a little dent in it. He's like, we can't bring that. Aren't there better ones there? I'm like, Mad Lab doesn't give a shit. My dude. You know what it's like? It's like when uh,
0: back in the old days, like the olden days, back in Brooklyn, when you, you know, see pictures of your grandparents and stuff back then, how you used to have, like, you know, the mafia. And it's like you'd go and just give you a little, little donation to the mafia guys every day. Like, hey, how's it doing, boss? Here you go. Here's some bread for the family. You know, like you just do your little thing that you could do to keep the mob on your side, to keep in, in good graces. That's why I think Rob does it mad lab. He likes just no, like I give him that cookie and I'm protected. And I'm safe. He doesn't behind only bring me one, but he brings like four. No, he brings you yeah. two sometimes. Yeah, it depends on the size. It was your birthday, yeah. so he brought you two. Um, I have a take on Tinder that people are so fucking stupid that Tinder is literally... People use it for efficiency and it is the single most inefficient form of dating in America. First of all, nothing is fucking real on there at all. It's not even close. But it is a completely inefficient. Guys spend three months going on there to meet 150 girls on the internet... They're going to spend 400 hours texting and DMing these fucking girls. They're going to meet 6 of them in person over the course of those 3 months. 4 of them are going to be batshit crazy or don't look like what don't look like what they appear to fucking be like. And then they're going to maybe find one or two that are normal and maybe get laid once out of the fucking 3 months and 150 girls and 400 hours that they spent. It's the most inefficient form of fucking dating in the fucking world. It's so much easier to just go to a bar, buy a girl a couple shots, and then hook up with her. It's so inefficient, and everyone thinks, I love online dating because it's efficient. It's not efficient. It's inefficient. It's destroying you. It's destroying the girl you're talking to. When you leave that date, you know that she's going home To an inbox full of other horny dudes that if your date didn't go to her perfect fucking rom-com specifications, that she's got 62 other fucking dudes in tight sweatpants with fucking sneaker habits that are sitting there flexing on her saying, hey, can I take you to dinner? It's all fucking bullshit. It's so dumb and it's destroyed dating, but it's helped us. Because no one has any social skills yeah, right. anymore. No one knows how to approach a woman anymore. No one knows how to treat a woman anymore. Because you just pick them out of a fucking out of a fucking window on Tinder, Tinder, and next thing you know, you fucking got a. And you, date know, set you know what up. the funniest so thing is? I think is, it's horrible.
2: Women who go on Instagram and completely constantly post fucking look at me pictures. That is basically a fucking. Oh, I went on that a rant is about basically that. a fishing hook waiting for you to put bait on and go into their fucking DMs. That's what I hate yeah. about fucking society now. Like, I just can't That's fucking sit. That's my time. like, oh, you never go out. You never want to do it. Because I don't want to be bothered. Yeah, but you should go things. out. You should They're fucking creatures. go out. I'll go out when we're gone. You don't fucking go out. Here's ManLab. I'll go man out when, what do you mean, you, when we could be normal.
0: ManLab, there's no MMA this weekend. What do you want to do? No, Let's go were always, out and, and fucking fights, talk to some No, I got to fucking eat a protein bar and fucking prepare for USC 250. Like, it's you always have a fucking excuse. You have nothing to do this weekend. Bro. Calm out. Dude, there's a Bellator. Who gives a fuck if there's oh, a Bellator man, fight? Bro. There's a fight I'm every a fucking weekend. I'm a diamond I, in a rough, bro. When are you going to fucking go to a goddamn bar with me?
2: When we go to a classy bars, son.
0: You, you won't go because there's a fight on all the time.
2: I but can't even get you on a though. fucking Sunday to first. watch
0: football. got one fucking tailgate out of you in the oh, last man, that was month. My idea, son. I know, and it was great, and I had a fantastic time, and we had a great day. When the fuck are you gonna start going out a little I'm bit? Get in my face, son! <laughs> Dust that dick off, son! <laughs> <laughs> good old dirt, a fucking, dick. Uh, dirt dick, dirt dick, lab. <laughs> yeah, lab. Speaking of dirt dick, uh, uh, someone on Twitter wants to know uh, what's your favorite buzzer? Oh, uh, the uh, am I allowed to actually say the name?
2: Not yeah, Walpina.
3: the one, Walpina. That's number dude, one. Dude, man manlab's rubbing off on me because I just bought one. That's Remember actually a, a really picture good like one. They bought, dude. The man Is it?
2: Mower, whatever it's called
3: lawnmower or something that's a good one (laughs) no it's called the man mower it's actually really good miss yeah something like that kurt you have another question for madland no the electric cars the razor that's pretty much it Uh, average
0: i got some twitter ones here average scoops of protein per day Ah,
2: average scoops of protein per day you guys will be shocked when you hear this but the count of that is zero I don't mm-hmm. believe in uh, all that protein is is mimicking a source. It's all animal byproducts, meaning it's made of bone and ligament and all garbage. It's almost like when you go to a diner and buy a turkey burger, you're not actually getting a turkey burger from the diner. You're getting all fucking fat and grizzle and stuff like that and are passing it off to be a turkey burger. So if anyone out there is into the health and fitness, I unless you're... Pinch for time you're leaving the gym and you have to be somewhere and you can't get a meal in in that 45 minute window then yeah you have a protein shake but outside of that i I, the past two years i've tried to completely stay away from protein shakes i'll have maybe one a week uh but i i I stay away from protein powders it's it's mimicking a source you you want it why why would you mimic a source when you can have the source
3: oh wait we got one here dudes that pee on the toilet seat in public restrooms Whereas you say, turlet. Pee on the toilet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who the fuck Turl pees on toilet seats?
1: In
0: public restaurants,
2: No, no I don't. People do do are too lazy you know, to man pick I it up. It. I, I've done it when man I'm man drunk. I pissed it. on fucking walls when I was drunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> man <laughs> doesn't know Kirk because he doesn't go in fucking that's public true. bathrooms no, outside no, It's that's a, that's a true. pee. True. He's never had to shit in a public bathroom. He has a fucking superhuman butthole. Do we want to do guilty pleasures or save
3: it for next episode? Yeah, let's do We could do a quick guilty pleasure. We got about three minutes left. All right, let's do uh, guilty, pleasures. guilty pleasures. Each of you tell what's up? Go ahead, yeah, each of you tell one thing that the other probably doesn't know about you, something that you haven't said to the other that they might oh, look Jesus, at you differently. That's after gonna, you I do. don't know.
0: That's gonna, we're going to have to think about it. Let's pick a category.
3: Because um, I got to
0: fuck it. Yeah, My brain category. doesn't work like that. Let's I pick one. Let's for go. Movies. Guilty pleasures. Let's do. Um, Let's do, we'll make this a weekly thing so that I could start thinking about uh, some stuff that I want to unleash on here. Let's do yeah, let's do movies. Guilty pleasure movies. So like pick a movie or genre or something Well, you I, guys oh, think I already I got one.
2: I know mine. I movie, I know no, mine. Oh Jesus,
0: I got to think. All right, I'm going to All right, so who wants to go Kurt, let You go I'm first. I'm bigger, Bob. so I go first.
3: It's <laughs> I love this movie. I watch it all the time when it's on. It's a tearjerker. It's got hot babes on it. It's got Pipes. everything. Kurt loves babes. I love he to say the word babes. babes. Saying the word babes is awesome. Um, Coyote Ugly. Really? I love it. What the fuck? <laughs> I Coyote love ugly? that movie. <laughs> Bro, it's got hot bitches. It's got the singing. It's got the jersey going. It's got everything going on in it. Great movie.
2: Coyote Ugly. That's an interesting one, Kurt.
3: Have of you course. seen it? <laughs> well, I don't I'd think see I've Coyote seen it. Ugly. What? I haven't so seen me it. Me and you, we're going to have is a Is it night. like the co-star, that, <laughs> the co-star that she's got like blondish hair? Well, I think it's like Leanne yeah, yeah, Rimes. Yeah yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, But I don't know if she's in it. I don't know. Like The main girl's really hot. I don't know what she looks like now. Okay. So but my probably, wife knows yeah. I love that movie. It's great. Movie. So this is like a guilty pleasure yeah. that like you wouldn't want people
2: to know that you watch all the time.
3: Right. like I would never tell a group of people.
2: To right, right. people. Right. Uh, Just between right. you Who's up? Honestly, dude, this is a movie that brings me back to my childhood bro and i fucking love i actually have it i have it and i'm just gonna give you a hint first and see if you if you say the same movie that nah, about there's to no there's no way dude i don't think funny. i don't even think you're gonna guess it when i give you the hint there's a there's a there's an a, 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 one of the names of the characters in there is Falcor.
0: Dome, kurt is this Land Before no. Time or whatever? No, Kurt,
3: you don't. He's saying story. the movie. I never ending si- story. That's what I mean. Yeah,
0: Mad Lab. That's the movie Shut I was up. gonna say. Yeah, but why uh, is that Kurt? a guilty pleasure? That's a good movie. Kurt, hold on, hold on, hold on, because no one's gonna believe this. They're gonna think this is set up. Kurt, what is the single most movie I've been obsessed yeah. with my whole entire life? Yeah, I swear
2: to God, everybody, I had no idea. Lab,
0: dude. lab. I have been obsessed. That was my it. The Never Ending Story. I've been obsessed. I can name every single character. Rockbiter. The uh, court When people call him a fucking flying dog, I yell at him. He's a luck dragon. I want to name my kid a Treyu Fucking. I call, used to call my ex girlfriend Moonchild. Like, let's go. Bro, that they fucking used to be. movies. Hold bro. on, Lab. You ready? They used to be such strong hands. Artax, <laughs> <laughs> no. He made it!
2: Well, it. Looks like you're not getting me this week. When a Treyu goes Never through the Sphinx. Yo,
0: let's <laughs> do this, Lab. <laughs> <laughs> never, end, never, ending story is the single greatest movie in the history of cinema, and it's not even close.
2: Oh, it's not even close, and, no,
0: and so many people. That's don't even crazy. That. No yeah. one even nope. knows what it is. Nope. That's crazy. You just said that. Let's. You know what? We're a similar age too. It was one of those movies that I felt like when I was younger, like it. I understood like the metaphors in it and shit when I was too young to understand it. You know, like when he had to go through the Sphinx and face his true self. And like all this kind of stuff, when Artax drowned in the sea of sadness, like Jesus. all these moments in that movie, I was like, these were, emo- you, and for those of you who vaguely remember it when the horse dies, cause it, it fucking gets sunk in the quicksand. Like that was the saddest yeah. moment of my life. A, clo- a, clo- a you close second this?
2: to that. That isn't embarrassing to say, but a close second to that movie for me watching it on numerous times is class. Is cl- oh my God. I just Clash realized. In my head Titans, okay,
0: go on. The original Clash of the that Titans. That's not embarrassing. I said it's not embarrassing. embarrassing. So now you're, you're a fucking alpha. You got to go. Uh, 300. 300. 300 yeah. my you know hundred, what? one is such a Dude, one night, movie. I re- Bro, bro, bro. One night I really pushed out and watched Gladiator <laughs> and Braveheart back to back. Without Tron. <laughs> remember <bro>. Tron?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Tron was great. All right. I have. Uh, so first of all, if you haven't seen NeverEnding Story, is the best movie of all time. Man, we need to talk about this off air because I'm. Floored. That's why I said, "Say what I think you're going to say." Uh, Labyrinth and all that was great too, but Neverending Story is the best. I'm going to give you my guilty pleasure, and this is not only something that I normally don't admit to people, but this is like Kurt just said, "What Coyote Ugly?" Like firm obsession. Like I literally rank this movie and the subsequent movies, which were worse, in my top seven of all time, and it is Step Up with Channing Tatum. Love
3: what that. The yeah. Dance
0: movie? I love yeah. the dance movies. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to go I'm going to double down on this and say I have love almost every Channing Tatum movie. I'm going to go that far. Well, uh, my that puts well. my sexuality in doubt. I get it. But that, oh that, that I, I don't know me. i like 21 jump street i like dear john what about the, stripper I love the one? step up movies i didn't see magic mike i haven't seen either of those i'm not gonna watch a movie with fucking you know guys stripping yeah but I, i'm sure they're good because i i don't even think he's a good actor but I, he's, I i don't know i i i'm a
3: huge fan of channing tatum movies i got one more before we sign off here okay Drumline,
2: Fuck you drumline. I Drumline's love I
3: like drumline. drumline. I'll watch I like that drumline. anytime drumline.
0: it's on. I like any fucking rom com, dude. I'm fucking. I, it's, I'm so easy to date because I love the fucking rom com. I love all those drumline. fucking like drumline the and fucking ten things I hate about you. I can watch drumline. them all. I fucking gobble Drumline's them Drumline's hey, great. I make it act like my, when my girlfriends ask like, "Can we watch this?" I'm like, oh, "Fine." Meanwhile, I'm like, "Yes." Drumline. Josh Hartnett's in it. <laughs> pick a ryan reynolds movie pick a ryan reynolds movie <laughs> oh god good job guys Strong line <laughs> any final words mr laboratory no man
2: no get at me on twitter at mad lab mma get at me dog or if you want to be like tommy get at me on facebook get at me off instagram get at me at this <laughs>
3: <man>. <laughs> subscribe here subscribe there sky the pod and blah, blah, blah. everyone knows where to find a goddamn podcast <laughs> Are those your final words, Kurt? No, mine is a MLB model. Please do not fire me. (laughs) It was just for entertainment. We love you and your followers. It's very
2: brisk out, guys. Uh, It's uh, fall is upon us. So when you walk around the gym, you walk around your supermarket, you walk around the mall, there's going to be a lot of hard nipples. So stay aware.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And to stay warm, put some socks on your your cocks and cover your tits and your slits. (laughs) Uh, for at Mad Lab MMA on Twitter, for at no mercy pod and at guru Elite dfs where Kurt hides behind, and for at Tommy G, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cash motherfuckers.
1: Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy.
3: Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh.
1: Ain't no, ain't no mercy.